0: right so batting around that's what we're going with yeah batting around okay yeah no I'm cool with that that that, that's good um what what do you two think that term means because there's like some controversy around that
1: I I go I like I think like the the dictionary would define it as uh, having uh, the team's whole batting lineup um, go through in a half inning with the uh, uh, the first Hitter then uh, hitting the second time, completing that second at bat.
0: That's what I've always heard, but, like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Because, like, when you go around something, it's not, like, around plus another ninth. But, like a lap. But if you don't close the
2: circle, then it's, it's not complete.
0: Well, but the circle is closed. So, like, okay. So, like, imagine that we're... Um, a bunch of 19th century rich British aristocrats, just like real perverts, and I challenge you to <sighs> Easily. to a race around the world. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, this is easy to imagine, right? We, you know, the Queen herself drops her handkerchief at Trafalgar Square, and we get in our balloons, our dirigibles, and we stop by all of the countries that are named different stuff now. You know, we go to we go to Siam and you know see the Ottomans um, and all that shit. Uh, we go to British Honduras and then we go back to Trafalgar Square. That's like going around the world. We don't go around the world and then another ninth of the way.
1: But passed, you, but you right? would have to cross through Trafalgar Square again. You couldn't stop at like the, at the end you hadn't started at. Like you would have to go back to
0: all the way to the. Yeah. That's where you stop. That's what the race is. It's around the world. It's like you go to. Trafalgar but you have to Square cross across, Square. across Trafalgar, Square. Trafalgar
2: Square again. Was your, was your strategy to confuse and irritate me?
1: Yeah. I'm just going to be thinking about dirigibles the whole podcast now.
0: Maybe we should just be a dirigible podcast instead.
1: That's more of an untapped market. There's like way fewer competition in that space.
0: Welcome to Batting Around, uh, the first episode of this new podcast, uh, baseball podcast here. I'm your uh, co-host, Jane Aust, and I'm here with my other co-host, uh, Lauren Walker. I'm Lauren. Hi, Lauren. And Stephen Hessen. Yo. Hi. Hi. All right. Cool. So um, our first episode here, um, of course, we have to talk about um, the state of baseball right now. We're in a pandemic The season has been shortened down to 60 games, um, with a weird expanded playoffs. There was a shortened spring training uh, that was, you know, that was cut apart in the in the beginning and then resumed later. Still really short. And so, what we're talking about now is: Does 2020 even count?
2: Great time to start a brand new baseball podcast. Yeah, really, really, really good
0: idea when when we're like when when the league when the season could be canceled at any point. It's a it's a really really good time to start this.
1: I would say the odds that like this podcast won't even air before the season is canceled fifty fifty. Like
0: yeah, there's there's a decent shot at that. I mean, it seems like they're forcing their way through. <laughs> Marlins are playing again. Yeah, well they the didn't Marlins played for like a week, right?
2: The Marlins all catching COVID like really didn't move the needle at all. But when the Cardinals no. got it, I figured that that would do something since that's a team that Major League Baseball actually gives a shit about. True. Um, but apparently we're pushing through anyway, so
0: But you know, it's like Rob Manfred said, he's not a quitter. He's not a quitter. He's he's not a quitter. Um, you know, it's he's not the one that's on the line at all. I'm sure he's working from a safe office, you know, at his house, but he's not a quitter. Yeah, and re- you know, and neither should these players be. And really the
1: uh, uh uh the MLB the show league was not bringing in the cable revenue that it it could have.
0: No. Who won no, that? it was uh Snell? I think Snell did? I can't remember. I just
1: remember Joey Votto whiffed it when everybody thought he was going to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that it was. It turns out that that wasn't a that wasn't a good enough substitute. Um, that was that, that that had about ten minutes of entertainment value for me. Going like, oh, that's kind of neat, and then nothing. I even played that game, and and it, yeah, like you said, did not move the needle. I, um, but right now we're gonna like we're gonna talk about if twenty twenty if this season. Even really counts for anything if it means anything at all, um, Steven, What do you What do you think about that? Well,
2: I think that my favorite baseball team has yet to play games on four consecutive days. <laughs> uh, so yeah, being a Phillies fan, in on top of uh, meaning eternal pain and suffering, uh, means that you have a different perspective on this season because we missed. A whole fucking week because of the goddamn Marlins, and now uh, we got rained out like twice in a week. After that, once we come, once we came back, so like, uh, so you're gonna
0: have a whole bunch of seven inning doubleheaders here. Coming yeah, can't up, wait.
2: Well, I mean, actually, that's not that bad for us because our bullpen's a fucking dumpster fire, and if we can just ride our starters for seven <laughs> innings, that'll that'll benefit us. Not that we have so, much of a rotation after.
0: But like, sec-wheeler. right. But like the Phillies aside, it like, do you really, do you, do you see that they're, that this is like meaningful or nearly as meaningful um, as a normal season?
2: Well, um, they're playing games.
0: That's um, undeniable. They are playing games. But yes. here's the thing um, the
2: National League is, each division is only playing its counterpart in its opposite league. Right. So, like, the Phillies don't play the NL Central or the NL West at all this year, and they play the AL East instead. And, like, so you've got these weird silos of... I don't know. It it changes the dynamic, because, like, now the Dodgers can't feast off of the Pirates and the um, Marlins anymore. Uh, right. So
1: it's
0: Yeah, like it's it's great for like the Twins where like because both of the central divisions are kind of seen as like the weaker ones um, or at least going in where and so then you know they they don't have to play the Twins so <laughs> it's like great for them. Um probably probably really great for yeah, some of these teams but a little tougher for And like some I of the get ones, yeah.
2: I get the I get the appeal of it being weird but like it it just it's not it's such an anomaly and I don't think it's an. Ano- and it can be shut down at any point, which is another thing like, and God forbid someone dies. Someone might die.
0: Yeah. So we like, don't even know what, um, what effects like COVID will have long-term um, on like anybody's body, especially like these athletes bodies, like, you know, there's organ problems that can happen and stuff. And then like, like ownership and uh, the league will definitely use this. Uh, against them, who was the Red Sox? Or, you know, pitcher anybody that got like a agent?
2: heart condition?
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's perfect example. a Perfectly healthy guy, a professional a- athlete, um, and you know, it's it's fucked. It's derailed his career, fucked up his life, and you know, they'll definitely use it. And they'll use cases like that against these players in free agency to be like, "Oh yeah, you seem healthy and you had a good year, but I don't know about a long term contract because you had COVID," and you know something may come down the line here so we're going to you know shave a couple million off or a couple years off your your deal that we're offering you like and like it's already it's already been done like did P- like did pleague ever land anywhere
2: uh, no he signed a contract with the Braves but then he then like he tested positive in their like i don't know and then they pro- in the in yeah, the the they, onboarding they process they tore up the contract and they were like <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> loophole yeah. Really, really classy stuff. Like, the Braves. Really, really, really great stuff. Ugh. So yeah, so you so you kind of feel like this this doesn't really doesn't really count, then.
2: Um I think that so with regard to the World Series, I think that the twenty twenty World Series will be more valid than the twenty seventeen World
0: Series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um the, <laughs> yeah but yeah. less valid than a normal world series is, series
0: yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm getting at too like you know this is this abbreviated season doesn't really properly test like a team's skill and depth um like it normally like see like you know normally something would um a season normally would and uh you know it's like everybody's in a playoff hunt mm-hmm. Like, but like everybody starts at zero, which kind of kind of isn't right, you know. You should have had to have a couple months there, um, you know. Unless the twins win it, then it's the you know that they're adapting to um, uh, uh, you know, these challenges that are set before them. I I do have to
1: kind of disagree. Just like if we're going to count the Marlins World <laughs> Series, I think we kind of have to count this one too.
0: Like, sure.
1: It really like I think if you look at like the long it, like. F- with everything about the health and, and safety of the players is totally valid like that will unquestionably have downstream effects that are that are very bad um that said uh given a couple of years we'll probably have a very different perspective on this the same that we have like per- different perspective on the dead ball era and the um, era immediately after lowering the mound versus yeah, pre- yeah
0: pre-integration integrations
1: yeah. another one where like there's there's already these clear eras uh, in baseball and The trends that we're going to see from this, the, um, the format changes that are probably going to carry over like the designated hitter in the national league. Um, and the trends that this is just kind of already showing like pitchers throwing fewer innings, more specialized roles for pitchers. All of those things are already kind of defining the era of baseball we're in as it's, as we're kind of coming into that. I think with enough time, we'll, we'll, um, have some perspective on the season and, um, uh, like all the things that we look as markers for season, the season, the the Cy Young winners, the MVP winners, the, um, that I think will all be um, with one or two exceptions considered valid. Um, the like the one thing I would think that like a record would ha- come with an asterisk is probably the ERA record, um, just because um, there are a couple guys right now with like ERAs that are under 1.12, the famous Bob Gibson ERA title. Uh, the big difference is that, like, only two of them have like an like a the advanced stats kind of show that like most of them are probably like a more like a three point five ERA pitcher, um, and they've gotten some good defense um, and some luck. Um, that said, that record was already never gonna change because nobody was ever gonna give, ever gonna throw three hundred innings in a season again like Bob Gibson did. Uh, the baseball has just changed too much, um, but we we wouldn't consider a player with like a if a player pitched two hundred innings and pitched to a one point one two ERA, it would still be. It wouldn't have an asterisk, but it would still be considered very different.
0: Yeah, for sure. But like yeah, if they're only doing it across sixty games, I mean what, that's, you know, twelve starts, um, if you stay healthy the whole time. And that's that's not a that's not a full season. That shouldn't qualify. It's close so to the same stats, number of yeah.
1: innings as like a relief pitcher winning the Cy Young
0: would throw. I think like, yeah, when you're saying like the World Series happens, I think that the sixteen team playoff, um and I think it's gonna prove to be pretty chaotic too, that they're doing. So like they're doing um, instead of the normal format, where um, the, you know every team's division leader and then uh, every league's uh, top two, you know non-division league ones become play- wild card uh, spots, instead they're just taking the top two teams from every league and then the wild card ones. So there's going to be 16 teams in the playoff, um, and they start the they start it with best of three series. Um, I think that's just like too random for baseball. Um, because like in the, even when like a really good team and a really bad team play, the most likely outcome is the good team wins two games, but the second most likely outcome isn't the good team wins three games, It's that the bad team wins two games. Um, I think that that's like really, really uh, just, I don't know, too chaotic. Like the five the five game playoff is like so much better. Um, and of course, that doesn't matter if the Twins, you know, beat the Yankees in a series at all. I'm I'm, I'm gonna erase this if that happens.
1: I, I am again gonna have to uh, point at the Marlins and point out that several wildcard <laughs> teams that won on a one playoff series ended up winning the World Series, including the 2019 Nationals, which I think will probably be remembered as one of the better World Series oh. of the decade. Uh, in terms, oh, of oh for sure.
0: But I mean, they had to win five game series, you know. After after that, though.
1: But first, they had that really weird wild card. I don't know. I, I think it's I think there's a lot of like interesting things going on with the expanded playoffs. Um, I I think it's ultimately going to uh, benefit the ownership more than it will like the fans or the players, just because it's more uh, lucrative for them.
0: Yeah, well, and it definitely it definitely benefits them over the players because if it's easier for the if they do this going forward, then it's easier to build a playoff team. Like it becomes much easier to build a playoff team um than it did before and so then that that probably will drive down salaries yeah you could you could
1: conceivably make the playoff with only like one uh starting pitcher which uh the twins have definitely never done
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's i don't know i just feel like that's that's so chaotic and anything that does drive down the players (laughs) wages like i don't know i see that i see that as kind of bad bad for the game but um let's see so Lauren like you've already kind of kind of hit on it so you do think that all of this counts that it's that it's fine
1: yeah with a couple exceptions I, I think on the whole like this will be it'll be remembered as a very weird series in a very weird year um, and that's like a nice mirror for the fact that um, just like uh, baseball is always a mirror for American society um, uh, we're going to do this thing whether it's good for anyone or not just like we're going to
0: send kids back to school whether it's good for anyone or not no we're doing it like uh it it does just feel fucking so nice to have baseball back like (laughs) it's it's stupid that they're doing it uh it seems unsafe these protocols have already proven to be um insufficient um but god damn it does does i I thought i
2: wanted baseball back and then baseball came back and it's been nothing but pain for me
1: and i think (laughs) what what else is and the phillies in fourth place has nothing to do with that i'm sure nothing
2: it's how they got to fourth place that is really the problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair especially against the the marlins who are currently technically in the lead in the nl east
2: no they are in first place in all of baseball by winning percentage percentage, but they are a half a game behind the the, who even is in the cubs and
0: the rockies the first yeah the rockies are rockies (laughs) Yeah, the
1: first place Colorado Rockies like, is come pretty on.
0: We are dating this episode See, a little that one, now. that one I don't um, think is
1: that weird, just because the Rockies, like, they were bad last year because all the guys that were good at pitching the year before were suddenly bad. If those three guys are good again, like, it's not, it's not absurd. Also, Matt Kemp is a designated hitter. People have been saying to do that for like 10 years and someone finally did it. <laughs>
0: Well, now Matt, we're allowed to. Yeah, there's more room for designated hitters. I do like that about, Matt Kemp. about this. We'll have the DH talk some other time, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, but...
1: I'm, I'm fucking stoked for that talk.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good one.
1: What are you saying, Lauren?
0: Oh, I was just, uh, I'm still very impressed
1: that uh, Matt Kemp uh, is hitting like a guy who should have been on um, 15 teams for the last three years and basically wasn't.
0: <laughs> I mean, the guy dated Rihanna. He has nothing else to prove to exactly. anybody. Um, he can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned.
1: Except, like, run around the left field.
0: Right, yeah, no, he shouldn't be doing that, that's not... So
2: everyone knows my team bias because I'm a cartoon character and I literally can't shut the fuck up about it, but do we want to introduce no. <laughs> your team biases?
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely have, have like, pretty strong bias. I'm a, I'm a Minnesota, lifelong Minnesota Twins fan. Um, been very, very, you know, through the, through the thick and thin, um, you know, <laughs> went to 30 games a couple years ago when they were absolutely dog shit. So um, I, yeah, now love the Twins. Um, I do like the Dodgers as well for for kind of my NL rooting, rooting team. Um, I figured I, I'd grab a uh, you know a big money team to uh, you know lay my hopes on for when the uh, the Twins are bad. Um, but it's fun time for me right now.
1: And I I just root for everybody to go out there and have a good time.
0: <laughs> just just looking
1: for fun. I, my, yeah, my team it. biases are so weird. Um, I, I, I'm from Arizona, but I kind of moved away from there before the 2001 World Series just by a couple months. Um, I <laughs> New Orleans didn't really have a team like the AAA team there was for the Marlins and I never cared. Uh, I liked the Dodgers just cause it's, they were, they're super fun and I started watching baseball again in my early twenties by just picking a team at random and pick them. But it's been a few years now, and I, I MLB TV makes it easy to watch, uh, 28-9 teams with my blackout restrictions, so I, I, try to mix it up. But, um, yeah, I guess if I had to pick a team, it would be the Diamondbacks, just because, like, my grandmother's a big Diamondbacks fan, I watch a lot of, ga- a lot of games with her, and we just text the whole time. Um, but it's not, like, a super strong bias, it's just, like, the closest thing to, like, a family connection, I guess.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, I just want, yeah, like you just want everyone to have fun. I, I, I mean, I kind of like when it's not in the Twins game. I usually watch, watch the league like that as well. Yeah, um, rooting interest. Like, is I like... Mean, everybody has those couple of teams they hate.
2: Yeah, I've got, a, I've got my, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Phillies fan. Born here, can't, it's in my blood. I can't deny it. Um, and then, uh. I was getting really into baseball around the time that the Phillies were absolutely fucking dog shit. So I was like, "Fuck, I need a I need a real baseball team to root for," uh, and the only option was the the team that used to play in Philly. So I'm I'm a secondary Oakland A's fan, um, but like yeah, I I I have developed. I, there are very few teams in the league that I feel neutral towards. I either love. Some teams like I, I love the Twins. The Twins are fun as shit, and their uniforms yeah. are so ho- are hot. Um,
0: oh, those those new those new baby oh, blues, those powder blues, um, are really good. I'm glad that Rich Hill got the first start um, when when they debuted those uniforms. That was so good. That was really good. Um, it's too bad he's hurt now, but yeah. wait, he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's missed a couple uh. starts now. He he's fatigued after. After that start where he pitched brilliant. I mean, he is ancient.
1: Yeah. It, it, like his whole deal for the last couple of years kind of made it. Maeda too is like, you're, you're only going to get so many innings from them, but they're going to be pretty good innings.
0: Um, that's what they signed him for too. Like the twins signed him to do because he wasn't, cause he, he, he had surgery last, I think November or October. And, uh, In like, you know, knew he wasn't going to pitch then. He wasn't going to be ready until June um, or July. And so then the the season didn't start till July. I mean, so they were were getting ready to not really have him anyway and have him more for, you know, down the stretch and for the playoffs. Um, Hopefully he's (laughs) back for that because he pitched great. And, uh, oh, God, I love the um, – one of the nice things about, you know, not being able to go to the games um, is that you can really hear the players uh, a lot more through the mics on this on the field and rich hill grunts super loud every time he throws a pitch um he he swears really loud when he misses his spot or somebody gets hit off of him uh i really appreciate that i really really do appreciate that on top of everything else i appreciate about him like you know um fighting a cop at a patriots game to defend his wife's honor um pretty cool stuff i really i really like that guy
1: yeah there's something to be said for players that just make watching or that make playing playing the game of baseball look absolutely miserable
0: oh yeah like you can just tell like all of it all the toll that it's taking on their bodies like love love that love that about it rich is great for that um yeah and like i was watching the twins game last night i mean i do really it's you know because the problem with baseball is that it's it's been uh you know that they've they they try to breed all the emotion out of it in American baseball. Um, they want the stoicism that really just you know doesn't doesn't really play that well anymore. And like it's it's, it's there's a reason that the the average age of the fan is getting older and older every year. Um, and not being able to hear the the crowd you know as much they have a little bit piped in, but like hearing the players like yell fuck. Like is really really great to me. Like last night, uh, I was watching a Twins game and Devin Smelter who was pitching for them, uh, you know, just gives up gives up the game tying run and just you know yells fuck and then the game gets rained out um, like a minute later and you just hear him yell fuck again. It was great.
2: Yeah, I was I was love very that. on the fence about like the vibe. I love the, I love the crack of the bat and how much mm-hmm. more pronounced it is. Um, the crowd noise is, like, weird and, like, uncanny valley at certain points. But I do love hearing them, like, scream obscenities. And I also love, um, I love when the the Yankees were at the Phillies, uh, (laughs) the other day and there were fans outside the gate blasting air horns and uh, apparently like all the Yankees like Aaron Boone like talked to an umpire and like wet his diaper about it and that's that's the kind of energy that I like
0: I like that what I didn't like as much was the fucking drone delay During the uh, Twins Pirates game the other day, that was the first ever in in league history. There was a nine minute drone delay because you know some asshole rich guy because it was like an expensive ass drone too. Some asshole rich guy had to fly his drone above the stadium. Um, You know the the guys in the Pirates bullpen were were throwing baseballs at it, which I thought was pretty cool. But then the guy just you know took off uh, a little higher. But like if that thing had gone down, that would have been a real a real highlight in baseball history, I think, if, like, you know, a a, a guy in the bullpen had, had successfully hunted a drone.
1: That would have been tight. I, I think Trevor if Bauer. we get... I think if we get some more, cause we did get a little bit more of that kind of aerial based trolling. That would be like a really fun kind of thing we could do throughout the season. Did you guys see them flying the Houston asterisk sign or, or plane over? Yeah, the-
0: <laughs> right. The guy put the message behind his plane. Um, at the, was it wasn't like an A's. Yeah.
1: It was A's Astros. I think yesterday, day before.
0: Yeah. And the, they're, they're flying it up and you see like the Houston players like, Oh, pointing up. And then like, Oh, Nope. It says Houston asterisks. Like I do love that. Or, uh, I mean, I think it was one of the first games in the Dodgers game when somehow just randomly like a birthday balloon landed on the field. Like they couldn't, Uh, (laughs) even uh when there's not any fans in the stadium, they can't stop the inflatables (laughs) at Dodger Stadium. Like that, that was beautiful to me.
1: And I'm hopeful we'll get more of that just because the average MLB season ticket holder is rich enough to own a plane.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I think that stuff's good. Plane's good. Drones bad. Because so, they, they have the protocols. They're like, we don't know if we're under attack <laughs> <laughs> if a drone comes in. <laughs> Okay, so does 2020 even count? Let's do some just quick final thoughts. Uh, Steven, in summation, what do you think?
2: My guiding star throughout this entire question is, um, do I like the outcome? And if the answer is yes, then yes, it counts. And if the answer is no, then fuck no, it doesn't count. And I am perfectly comfortable vehemently arguing either position uh, as whichever one benefits me. So
0: I can do that. That's a very, yeah, very, very, um, very strong position there. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, like, I think it's kind of a shame that this is happening. But, you I mean, yeah, like, like it, it maybe counts, but it's twins win it all the way. I'm going to just delete all of this and say, yes, it absolutely counts. Lauren?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll go with a really, I think, interesting statistic that I think it was 538 brought this up. Um, since 1995, uh, there have uh, 70% of the division leaders at the 50 60 and 70 game mark made the playoffs uh and since those same years only two title winners have actually gone on and take the world series uh who did not who were were not in the lead at at the 50 60 and 70 game mark and that was the 2019 nationals and uh the 2003 marlins again so Mm -hmm. if you recognize those titles i think you have to recognize this one
2: I'm a Nationally Yeast fan, so I do not recognize those titles.
0: (laughs) Even though, like, those, I mean, like, Nationals were, that was a great story last year. I hated that they made me really for them. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I kind of, that was, that was, those playoffs last year, like, after the Twins were out, I was just like, oh, yikes, like. I, I feel like I was like you know listing out my rooting priorities because I'm a nerd and I do stuff like that and I was just like God damn like I'm rooting for the Cardinals over some teams here like yeah rooting for the ugh, Cardinals like in the, last year yeah. felt
2: it, extremely disgusting to me thank God they got absolutely
1: destroyed after that in the funniest possible way in the
0: fun <laughs> but like wa- watching like a Yankees Astros. Like championship series is just no, like so grim to me. It was like watching the the um Cleveland Cubs World Series to me. Like that was extremely grim as well. Like I was rooting for an asteroid at that point.
2: Like the, all the post seasons for the past I can't even remember have been worst case scenarios for me if I'm being honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a few well, years I of mean, like the maybe not the best team in baseball winning but the there are several years of like the team everybody kind of expects to win to go really far. And that's sometimes it's, sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it's, it's the Red Sox beating the Dodgers. Um, But the nationals was a year where it was just like this, this is, uh, this is the team that uh, by those metrics would never uh, be where they are.
0: I was just like, I mean, with the nationals, I was glad to see, there's just a lot of players. I was glad to see like get a ring. You know, I was glad, really glad to see Fernando Rodney get one um, after forever. Uh, Howie you know, Kendrick Brian Dozier who I really liked when he was on the twins yeah Howie Kendrick like a lot of guys that I just wanted like that I was like I, w- I just want them to be happy um, <laughs> finally got a ring so that was that was really cool cool I think that's a good button on that alright well thanks for listening to the first episode of Batten Around everybody here Um, you can find us on Twitter at our account it's uh, Batten Around without the G Um, and then you can find me uh, at Jane Aust underscore um, Lauren where where can people find you
1: uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm LLW902 on Twitter. It's, it's terrible. Uh, it's not good.
0: Yeah, bad. Every, Lauren's definitely known for bad posts. Um, so Steven, where, where can we find uh, you? I am at, I am
2: at Tango Golf Kilo.
0: All right. So thank you for listening once again, everybody. Um, we have more episodes coming up here. Uh, should have dropped another one alongside of this one. And then hopefully, a, a third one as well. Um, uh, we should be back here every week too. So thank you for listening. <laughs>